0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. I am the Crypto Crow here with COO of Cloudbrick, Joey Song. We'll be right back after this brief disclaimer. Stick around because I'm actually pretty pumped about this interview. So here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Mr. Joey Song, how are you, sir? Hey, how's it going, Jason? Pleasure to be here with you. I, I, I was I was joking with Joey a little bit ago, and I told him because when, when he first signed on to Skype and we he started talking, I'm like, "Thank God you speak fluent English," because I, <laughs> I I I'm, I'm like excited about this project, and I I just wanted to understand everything said. And, and I wanted all the viewers to as well so I'm, I'm, I'm not that there's anything wrong with being multilingual as so many of these guys in in blockchain are uh, but some of the accents are so strong and and I just I struggle I struggle um, so um, so how are things going
1: things are uh, busy I mean as you know this is like our first time doing an ICO so it, we it's just been crazier than we've ever you know ever dreamed of and anticipated so Um, but being busy is a good thing so we're not complaining too much now where are you based out of so uh, i'm physically here in seoul south korea um i'm originally from the states as you know so i'm from philadelphia originally so
0: so you went from philadelphia to korea no, um, I mean, I've always been interested in
1: uh, international business. So I went from Philly, and then I started my career um, in management consulting in D.C. Then I moved to Beijing, and then I went to New York, and then I came to uh, Seoul.
0: Wow. <laughs> and, and you, but you're yeah. kind of young. I mean, how, how do you mind me asking how old you are? Yeah, I'm about to turn 32. <laughs> 32? Man, they yeah, always man. say black never cracks. I don't think Asian does either. 32 years old. I
1: think. I think Asians, uh, they look young until they're we're like 50 or 60, and then it's like, bam, we're just like <laughs> grandpa,
0: grandpa, grandpa, I guess. That's pretty <laughs> funny. I, yeah, I, I'm 25, so, you know, there you oh. go. No, I'm kidding. I'm old as hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, now... Now, CloudBrick as a company has been around a little while. I mean, you guys are yeah. not, this isn't like a company that just sprung up to throw out a white paper and a promise of, of fame and fortune, you know, to, to yeah. launch an ICO. You guys have been, you know, building up some solid accolades as a security company. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about the background of the company prior to this ICO.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, if, if you know, if anyone's curious, they could actually head over to www.cloudbrick.com and you know sign up for free website security. Um, so, as what you're saying just now, Jason, what we w- actually started off as an in-house venture of another enterprise firm called Penta Security, uh, and Penta Security here in South Korea as well as parts of A- uh, the Asia Pacific region, they're actually recognized as one of the largest and uh, number one um, enterprise. Web security and database uh, protection uh, vendors here in this this region. So uh, we came from like a very esteemed and recognized background, and but what Penta actually focused on is hardware appliances. So uh, as you know, it's really hard to scale out and globalize with you know chunky, clunky materials and boxes and you know big appliances. So well, what they do is uh, something that's really cool about Penta is they create all of their website you know detection technology in house. Um, And what they wanted to do is just turn their in-house technology more into a global service, which kind of gave way to CloudBrick. And we were formed in early 2015, and we primarily focused on providing uh, website security that's easy to use and accessible and, more importantly, affordable uh, for small and medium businesses and just general end users. So that's kind of where we started off. um, And... Pretty much, we started off in 2015 and started to run it con- continually to this day.
0: So, what spawned the concept for launching an ICO for this company after after having accomplished what you have already?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, blockchain technology is it's going to be game-changing. Um, I mean, I, I don't think the rest of the just general user market has caught up yet, uh, but we wanted to kind of... Place our roots uh, and plant our seeds now as uh, being recognized as a cybersecurity vendor in this specific space. And you know, when this, uh, you know, maybe when the market does catch up in a couple of years, we want to be that established market leader that's kind of been there since the uh, the I guess the genesis of you know the whole mm-hmm. burgeoning of the market. Uh, but on top of that, what we recognized was um, being a website security vendor. It's not the It's not like the most appealing market, you know, cybersecurity, but it it is a market that's necessary. Um, And one thing we recognized was, you know, all those for the four years that we've been in service, it's really hard to get people pumped and amped about cybersecurity and to proactively protect their, you know, their information, their data, the customer's information. Um, And we felt that one way we could do so and actually get more market appeal was to, also um, motivate people to utilize our service and earn cryptocurrency. So that's kind of uh, one way we wanted to tokenize our business and start to use blockchain um, and get everyone happy.
0: Now, the, the the overall scope isn't just for website security, though, right? Like you the, the the whole idea is to branch off into actual PC security and yeah. you know, malware protection and and things like that. What yeah. at what stage are you guys? So I, I talked to um, I, you know I'd swapped emails back and forth with Peter, and you know I told him I said look I use um, the crypto wall which, which is a very heavy duty firewall, mm-hmm. and uh, speaking of, I just got a notification that my computer's clean, uh, so uh, so you know and I asked him I said you know would you use CloudBrick in conjunction with something like the crypto wall or any other hardware firewall. And mm-hmm. he, you know, his perception was, well, it's a little redundant in a sense, but there are some things that, you know, some ways that they might benefit each other. What mm-hmm. what is the overall like where are you guys at in terms of your development cycle for, you know, actual mm-hmm. hardware security, PC security? Because let's face it, if you're not a webmaster or you don't have like a big powerful website, you're probably not going to care as much about the 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 website of things. Like yeah, sure. like I've used WordFence you know, for, for like WordPress <laughs> okay. security, things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm interested in how does brick compete or compare with something like the WordFence um, security mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, what would go into um, like the hardware security that you guys are working on?
1: Yeah, so I guess just to answer, I guess one, just kind of rewinding back, um, just to kind of go to the first part of your question was, uh, as you know, we were specifically focused on website security, so web application security to be more specific. Uh, but you know, this is a, it's not the easiest term to kind of throw around to just general end users, and not on top of that, not everyone has a website or a web server that they're looking to, you know, that they own or looking to protect. So. Um, being in this cryptocurrency space, we recognize that a lot of people do, you know, cryptocurrency trading, transferring of funds, you know, exchanges, they function all on a, a lot of it on mobile and PC devices or what we call endpoint devices. Um, now the issue with the market with cybersecurity is like right now, Jason, like, if you want to protect your website, you want to protect your phone, you want to protect your PC, you want to get a crypto wallet, you're going to be using, you know, four to five different solutions. They all have different management styles, different UIs, different price points. Um, and their effect- effectiveness is going to be varying across the spectrum. So what we wanted to do at Cloudbreak is, you know, utilize and leverage our experience in cybersecurity, um, you know, coming from a company that's been in business for over 20 years. Uh, we know that we're, we do website security well, uh, we know how to do it, and what we want to do is expand out into these, you know, the, end, the endpoint security as well as the crypto security, the crypto wallet security as well, so that we could consolidate these solutions into one platform that's, you know, easy to use and accessible. Um so that's kind of the first reason why we're expanding out into those solutions but in comparison with other solutions um, you know something like Wordfence uh, I'm I'm not the most tech technical guy, but uh, in terms of effectiveness, it, I find it very hard, if, unless you change your DNS information, it's going to be really difficult to actually uh, in real-time monitor and, you know, detect malicious traffic that's going in and out of a web server. Because um, all web application security or web, web application firewalls, they have to act as a reverse proxy between an end user and an actual server. So um, that's what CloudBrick functions, and there's a lot of competitors in that space. What we pride ourselves in is the actual accuracy and the performance performance of our technology so we're one of the lowest false positive rated web application firewalls meaning we're one of the most accurate um, and one of the most high performing Uh, and that's something that we want to hold true uh, especially moving forward with our blockchain project and then I guess the third part of your question is um, in terms of development so as you know, um, the platform is going to feature those various solutions. In terms of the website security, obviously it's already active. um, We just need to integrate into one consolidated platform. Our cryptocurrency wallet, we do have a prototype uh, available. We're working in conjunction with Penta Security in more of a strategic uh, partnership sense. Um, we're going to be utilizing some technology together as more of a joint effort um, and we're going to be releasing a sole CLB wallet that's going to be featured within our platform. So that's already kind of out in a prototype phase. Um, and then in terms of mobile device security, we're actually in a prototype development phase of that as well. Um, essentially, that's going to take about until 20, early 2019 to fully develop. And once we kind of are able to marry all these solutions, when we're going to fully release our platform.
0: When um, one of the questions I just saw Gerald C is asking, when do you think the platform would be ready to be launched in the US? So we're thinking um, essentially in early 2019 is going to be kind of our soft launch.
1: Um, hopefully, at that point, you know users will be able to log in and stake their tokens, and then actually have access to all these solutions available to them. Um, you know, so I'll say Q one or Q two of twenty nineteen will be able to start to function. But in, in terms of uh, um, actually, you know, reaching specific uh, questions like that, what we're trying to do with this fundraising uh, of this, you know, ICO or reverse ICO for Cloud Brick is, like you said, we're not just a you know a team that's kind of splashed together and you know have a white paper. What well, we're actually looking for funding is to actually scale out our business. So in terms of coming to the U.S., um, you know, the U- U.S. is a large piece of land, you know. So we need to have infrastructure that strategically placed so that we could effectively uh, protect as many users as possible. You know, even if there's a user in Kansas, it's g- we're going to have to have data centers close to, you know, a user in Kansas. So in terms of funding, what we're trying to do is raise capital so that we can scale out our business and actually have infrastructure placed all around the world. Uh, Right now we have about 27 data centers, but we're trying to expand that upwards to 100 data centers so that we can uh, allow anyone around the world to have CloudBrick.
0: So, you know, thinking with my my investor, my speculator, my investor cap, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, so the broad scope of your business is, ultimately, you're you're offering these services for free, and Mm -hmm. then people are rewarded with the CloudBrick tokens um, for participating in like a data exchange, basically saying, look, Hey, you know, send us your logs, send us your, your data that's encrypted. It comes to us anonymously, but it tells us of different types of intrusion attempts on your system or your website. And, and so, and basically people are rewarded with cryptocurrency for providing that information, ultimately helping the general pool. Right. And so, At what point does it make sense to start charging for like additional or added features and functionality um, maybe in exchange for those same tokens just to keep the volume going and keep that kind of economy flowing? Uh-huh. Is that is that something that's being looked at or, or thought of or is it basically just going to be all free all the time as long as everybody's willing to share, you know, you'll score tokens?
1: So, um, in terms of just further clarification, uh, <clears throat> in terms of just general end users, we're gonna we're looking to keep that you know free as long as you stake our tokens in your accounts you know forever. That's kind of these just our promise and our goal for just general end users <clears> that have interest in cybersecurity and would like to utilize our services, they will have granted access to that. Now, in terms of enterprise organizations, um, if they want to strictly just utilize our platform and the suite of services, they're going to also have to purchase our plans. So we're going to be rolling out monthly service plans for enterprise uh, organizations. And then, of course, they'll be granted uh, discounts or, you know, further, I guess, uh, further discounts if they utilize our CLB tokens for purchasing. But um, monthly service plans will be available for enterprises. The reason why we want to have end users essentially have a granted access to this services for free is uh, not only do we want to kind of promote the widespread adoption of cybersecurity in this, in this arena, uh, we want to also help break down some of those walls that are apparent in the cryptocurrency or that stigma that's in cryptocurrency or the blockchain space. Uh, for instance, I have a bunch of friends and family, you know, my sister, she's not the most tech savvy, but she does hear about blockchain and Bitcoin a lot, and she wants to know how to trade it and she wants to know how to you know purchase it and then but she's just definitely scared of it just being stolen um we want to break down this piece uh you know we want to break down the stigma so that we can provide peace of mind to this market in specific so that this whole blockchain project or this technology can grow and you know flourish and then on on top of that what we want to do is um our user base we're really targeted on a b2b and a b2c level Um, as you know on the front end we want general users to use our platform, um, you know, continue to stake our tokens, uh, continue to ge- generate attack patterns and logs for us to, so that we could better uh, the community. Um, and then on the back end, all that data that's, you know, decentralized cyber threat data, we want to make that available to enterprises so that, you know, they could purchase using our API so that they can integrate into their pre-existing solutions too.
0: I was waiting for Brandon to come on. I was about to say, so for the conspiracy nutters out there like Brandon. Um, so, you know, some of these guys are, you know, whether they're browsing porn or they're, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is they're doing on the internet, they're not convinced, you know, there, there's going to be a lot, I mean, just like Facebook, you know, just got, I don't know what the hell just happened with Facebook and like 50 million users. Like there's all kinds of stuff like that going on. Right. So Mm -hmm. for guys like Brandon who are like, look, I want to watch some granny porn and I want to make sure the logs of that are not going to cloud brick. How how yeah. how how do how do you reassure them that you know you're not able to see what they're doing? Like I, and and on top of that, how how do people know that the information being sent isn't a log of everything that they're doing online? You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. How, how do people feel confident in, in knowing? Oh well, you know they're they're selling all my information to the government, or you know they're all, they're plotting <laughs> against me. You know what I mean? Because you're you're obviously yeah. going to get some of that. Um, so just to provide further clarification, maybe we
1: need to change the verbiage of what we call as logs. Um, there's actually zero personally identifiable information within these logs. These are essentially just logs that if whether you use you know like a semantic or a cloudflare or any other cybersecurity vendor anytime they're able to recognize and detect an attack what they deem an attack and then they you know subsequently block you, they're actually generating logs so that you know in the future they could recognize these patterns of attack and then block them again in the future um so i guess attack logs or logs meaning um you know some of the uh, ip address information that these hackers are trying to attack you from their country of origin this is the type of Information that we would actually be able to see, we wouldn't be able to see any of your credit card information or your actual browsing history or anything like that. So, so no it doesn't. Have, no, no, it, no like <laughs> 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 so it doesn't get that deep. It's it's more about um, what kind of malicious traffic we. Can see. Detected and then we would actually generate an anonymous log of that uh, that attack attempt And then what we would do is if you're willing to submit that back into our deep learning engine called vision um, So that we can have a, you know higher accuracy across the board. Uh, we would actually you know reward you with our tokens
0: And, and you guys have been aw- like awarded for you know mm-hmm. the the platform thus far just in web-based security I mean it, this yes. isn't and, th- and that's the thing like you guys are already doing this You're just ultimately going to the pub. So excited about it because, you know, being, I've done quite a few videos on, on web security. I'm actually reading some books now. I'm I'm honest, I'm reading like five different books. I just grab whatever's closest, whatever I feel like I'm reading. I, I, I'm yeah. not brilliant by any stretch I, I don't have a, a good enough attention span but I am learning a lot about you know web-based security encryption um, you know ways to hide yourself on the internet things like that not because I'm like trying to escape to get off the grid I just don't want people trying to hack me you know and, yeah. and just mess with my life right um, yeah, so you know I, I, I I'm actually big on cloud brick because A, what you've done so far where I think you're heading and the Mm -hmm. fact that I think you're fully capable of getting where you want to be and so as a speculator as an investor as a project reviewer I mean you name it um, I mean and you guys came to me from a referral from another company that I respect quite a bit that's how I even found out about you to begin with and I'm like oh okay he's he's into this And it's, you know, let's just say the guy holds a lot of patents and his company's doing very well. Um, And so I thought, well, if if you guys came as a referral, I'd really dove in pretty deep and and took you seriously from jump. So and and I'm just rambling with a lot of this shit just so the viewers kind of understand, like, this isn't some bullshit project. This is a legitimate operation. Um, and it doesn't matter that you look like you're 15; you're actually 32. <laughs> and, uh, so, okay, so let's. So, looking at um, the final countdown to main sale, max cap is 5,000 Ethereum. No min or max contribution limits. You've got uh, you. You sold out of phase one in 13 minutes. You sold out of phase two in 21 hours. Uh, so people are probably going to have three or four days for the final phase. Is that kind of where we're at? Like, yeah, we hope so. And you know, uh, as you know, the market is
1: kind of in a bearish market, or right. it definitely is in a bear market. So, um, we're really curious to see how it's going to go. Um, but you know, just tra- backtrack backtracking to what you were saying in terms of the accolades. You know, I, I give a lot of credit to our marketing department uh, to getting our branding and our message out there. Um. You know, working with, uh, you know, like SC Magazine Awards, we were awarded the best small and medium, you know, business security uh, vendor in 2016, um, as well as, you know, for something that I really like to pride ourselves in is Gartner's Magic Quadrant. We are listed on Gartner's Magic Quadrant as one of the, uh, as a niche player, as a web application security vendor. Um, So just all these things culminating, um, you know, like you said, we are a legitimate business. Uh, We're not just a project that just kind of, you know, pitch past each other together and wrote a white paper. We actually are a business, we have office space, Um, we're functioning globally, so. um, This isn't a project that's just gonna kind of disappear. It's not vaporware or anything like that. We're actually functioning and generating revenue right now.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. Tell tell everybody about Vision. So I've given Brandon a hard enough time tonight. Uh, Brandon's (laughs) a great dude, man. I I give him crap. There's (laughs) so many regulars in my, uh, you know, the thing is, is when I do interviews, a lot of mm-hmm. people don't tune in for interviews. It's one of those things that it's it's hard to get people into the live for interviews for some reason. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're not telling me how to make more Bitcoin. I don't care. It's kind of like it's one of those things. But the interviews tend to grow over time, um, and and with traffic and views and things. So, and I like to I like it when um, you know the people in my chat have questions and things. So I like to try and get to them as often as possible. Um, Yeah, so Brandon was asking he actually tipped two dollars To find out more about vision. Is this like the HAL 9000 of cloud brick is like what tell us about vision? (laughs) Uh, Sure, so uh, just as a disclaimer,
1: I'm not the most technically, uh, you know sound guy ever Um, you know, I'd love to provide technical details if uh, Brandon would like to reach out to us But in terms of the whole web application space, um, now, a lot of vendors in our space, this might be a long a long drawn out de- uh, detailed answer, but in the web application space, a lot of vendors are using what's known as open source mod security. It's kind of an open source technology. And then they build custom rules and patterns on top of that so that they can recognize you know, known attacks moving forward. So for instance, um, an, a hacker launches some kind of attack pattern, they recognize it, they block it, and in the future they can no longer you know, use that type of attack pattern. Now, a lot of our vendors do that in this space, but uh, what what that lends to is more inaccuracy in the future. Meaning, um, attacks could change, or they can you know be modified, or there could be unknown attacks or new attacks that are launched and. This type of detection is it's very uh, archaic in terms of uh, actual accuracy moving forward. So um, it's kind of it's kind of it doesn't really make sense to me. You know, you wait for an attack and then you get attacked and then you block it and then you prevent that attack. But we got to block an attack, any kind of attack attempt moving forward. So what Penta Security did was, uh, you know, and when we were kind of under their, you know, their family tree is, they built a, a proprietary technology based on logic analysis, meaning they're able to detect unknown and Modified attacks as well using their core rule set is kind of like algorithms that they built Um, and any kind of behaviors or attack patterns um, that are, you know, within these rule sets, they would actually detect and block automatically and then do further analysis and scrubbing. Now, that's what Cloudberg was built on. Um, And what we wanted to do moving forward, and um, the reason why we split away from Penta Security is the whole clobbering R&D team. We have a separate team that was independent of Penta Security. We wanted to also create our own proprietary technology as well. And we felt that deep learning or AI is another industry that's burgeoning and that's going to flourish massively. But there are no other security vendors that are specifically geared towards uh, utilizing deep learning technology for malicious web traffic. Um, The reason being so is that it's really, really, really difficult to train a deep learning machine um, to actually read web traffic because they're so accustomed to reading uh, image files or pixels.
0: Can you do me a favor and define deep learning? Yeah, I, sure' I've been sure. seeing that a lot as it relates to AI, and I've never Googled mm-hmm. it. What's the difference between it's so, just learning, learning and deep learning? Yeah, so deep learning, machine learning, they're all kind of under that
1: umbrella of uh, artificial <laughs> intelligence, as you know. Um, deep learning and machine learning, they're very closely related, and a lot of people can uh, – kind of um, confuse the too but I would say uh, to put it into layman's terms, deep learning is more of a, a general offshoot of machine learning. Um, uh, but it's it, it has the capabilities of becoming more complicated or sophisticated in the sense that uh, it could actually learn uh, certain characteristics and patterns uh, on a more autonomous basis. So, for instance, um, Deep learning technology is still kind of in its infancy at this moment and what they've done is, you know, scientists are using deep learning to train uh, a computer to recognize, you know, like a cat image, you know, Uh, you know, cat images are really, you know, obviously people love cat images, I guess, but on the internet, but they kind of train deep learning machines to recognize is this a cat or not yes or no and then you know throughout the course of time and feeding it inputs and data this machine will you know intelligently be able to recognize yes this is a cat image based on you know some characteristics that they set now since deep learning machines are only set to recognize images and pixels it was really hard to um, actually train a machine to learn website traffic because in URLs um, you know especially in website traffic or any kind of coding it's it's a string of characters so there's gonna be letters and numbers and special characters um, and deep learning machines weren't originally trained to recognize these characters they're only trained to recognize pixels and images so our team spent about over a year researching how to actually turn you know strings of code or characters into images so that this machine can learn um uh, and then essentially like a one-to-one effect be able to recognize website traffic. Um, And our team was able to successfully do so um, and successfully train our own proprietary deep learning machine to recognize website traffic based on imaging um, of these characters. And we were able to patent this or submit a patent for this, which is still pending at the moment. Um, And we're gonna be rolling out this deep learning technology to further analyze and detect website traffic on a more accurate basis. So we're already one of the most accurate web application security vendors out in the market but once we were doing our initial qa testing of our deep learning machine we recognized that some of the numbers were eye popping um, we we saw that about eight, we saw an 85% increase in accuracy in, in terms of some of the uh, de- the detection of website or web Attacks that we're uh, kind of launching on it. So uh, we think that there's a lot of potential with this machine and nobody is doing this in this space Right, so I don't think we put enough credit or weight to how how awesome of a technology. This is gonna be but no uh, I it, do. It, it, and
0: That's why I've been <laughs> I, I've been kind of talking about you guys and and um, <clears throat> Look, I, I review a lot of projects. I mean especially when the market is up. I, I, I might rep- review five different projects a week and uh-huh. you know, very rarely am I kind of taken by a project, and I think, oh, okay, pretty soon CloudBrick's going to be sending Terminators to, to the future, and <laughs> and like you know, uh, hunting down. To, like, I I think that this has such big potential, and the the way the way I see even just the economy of this whole platform kind of transforming and expanding is very attractive, and I think ultimately. You know, one of the big things that I'm all about lately is 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 mass adoption. Getting getting yep. ignorant end users into the space, even mm-hmm. even um, you know passively, right? And I think that yep. if you guys do what I expect you to do, I think CloudBrick could be one of those programs that that products that draws people in for one reason but then it, it kind of leads them into other avenues of cryptocurrency, you know? Because they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna use this because I, it's everything I'm reading about it is accurate, it's very good, it protects my stuff. While I'm browsing, you know, video game sites or, you know, fashion websites or whatever, you know, it's protecting me, but now I'm getting this crypto. What's this crypto shit all about, right? Like, people are gonna start asking questions and, and provided, you know your platform works well and you guys are marketing well and you're you know you're playing your cards right i can see this being a very solid kind of gateway into into the cryptocurrency space for a lot of people so oh, for sure. now as the coo you know you're not the seat mm-hmm. you're not the chief technical officer so i completely but your your knowledge has been very good you've done very great so far um. Oh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so, as the CEO, COO, obviously, you're going to be at Chainwise in February, right? You're going to be at my convention in February. Don't say no to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, as as <laughs> detailed, I'd love to be there. Okay. Sure. Um. So <clears throat> good. That's a good answer. Um. <laughs> so you know, realistically, what is your marketing plan? you know because that's a lot of that's that's something that a lot of crypto companies that ICO don't ever really see oh you know well, we're going to we, we've got twitter and our telegram group and and you know things like that what is your actual because when i think of a when i think of something like this you're competing with Norton and McAfee and you know do you have a deal where you're going to you're going to come box in, in new linux machines you know or you know, like what is your marketing plan to start getting the masses using this
1: I mean, I think the market itself is gonna kind of play itself out, and, and we're gonna be more of a needed uh, commodity or a, a service that these users are gonna start to call for. So, for instance, you know, a norm using these third-party uh, services that aren't really attuned to the cryptocurrency or the blockchain space mm-hmm. is not gonna be m- too much helpful to you know helping the end users that are, are within this space. So, for instance, what I'm talking about is. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, if you want to have you know, antivirus, malware scanning, website protection, you're going to have to use all these different vendors. They have different price points, they have different UIs. We recognize that one of the biggest things for one of the reasons why people don't use cybersecurity is the fact that it's really like inefficient and it's all over the place and it's really expensive and it's really complex. We're trying to break all these down by, you know, compiling all these solutions into one consolidated platform, so that it's now easy to use and actually accessible, and more importantly, affordable for everybody. Um, and what we're trying to do is gear a lot of our security towards this blockchain space, so so that we can actually, you know, build a decentralized database of fraud crypto wallet addresses or, uh, you know, crypto websites that have malware implanted into them. We're trying to specifically dive into that niche uh, cl- blockchain space, so that we could protect users that are residing in this space. Um, Now, one thing that we're doing in terms of marketing that's different is, um, you know, there's going to be so many cybersecurity vendors and especially cybersecurity projects out there saying, hey, you know, uh, we're using this fancy technology and we're doing this, we're doing that. But at the end of the day, none of these cybersecurity projects that are really out there or, or very rarely do they actually have a product and what i mean is they don't actually have security solutions that will protect you on the back end a lot of cybersecurity projects that we're seeing out in the space is they're offering kind of similar types of hey we're going to decentralize cyber threat information and compile this big data for you and then we're going to create like a chrome extension or a uh, just an alert system so that you can go out and you know blacklist these ip addresses or you could be safe and make sure not to go to this url but at the end of the day, everyone's human. Uh, we're going to make mistakes. People are still going to click on links, are still going to click on ads, are, are going to still send potential money or cryptocurrency to spammers. You just never know. And that's the difference with Cloudbreak is we're going to protect you in the back end. Whether you do send money to a spammer and you're a victim of an attack that you had no idea of. if. That spam fraud address is actually listed in, within our database. We would actually protect you and block that send a uh, transaction to that how fraud address. How do you address. do that
0: though? When hackers and, and the like are using these Tor platforms to mask themselves and yeah. change their IPs constantly, and you know, like, mm-hmm. how can you effectively protect against that kind of thing? So in terms of like IP spoofing and stuff like that,
1: um, what we're gonna do is, we at the end of the day, we we are a cybersecurity solution. So what we could do is, if whether they spoof their IPs and actually move to another IP and then launch a similar attack, we could actually still detect the attack pattern or attack that they're launching. So we could still block that type of attack. Um, so in terms of can uh, you a detect lot of the-
0: that it's that it's, like, oh well, this is this is coming from a Tor cycle or tour circuit or something like that, and we're blocking anything that has to do with tour. Can you recognize that and block it? It would be difficult to
1: block uh, or recognize like in another IP address, just from our just third party standpoint. Now, what would be a more interesting question would be is if the tour network or another similar type of network um, actually utilizes clobrick. Now, if they utilize Clobberg, they could actually any of those, you know, just remote addresses or the addresses that are actually, you know, designated for these PCs or devices. If they could actually recognize that this user is trying to spoof their IP address to launch a subsequent attack, then they could actually help block and, you know, contribute to this, you know, ecosystem as well and block these IP addresses from, you know, accessing the Tor network to utilize, you know, do malicious activities. So um, that would be something that would be interesting as well. Um, but essentially, you know, from our standpoint, it would be difficult to obviously if someone's spoofing their IP address and then they're launching a subsequent attack. The better part is that if they do launch a subsequent attack, we would actually block that attack. So um, a lot of these other projects out in the space, they can't actually block an attack. That, so you that's can't thing. Actually, they
0: you're not talking about actually blocking the user per IP. You're blocking their actions if they're malicious. Yeah,
1: the malicious web traffic or their actions and their attack patterns. Yeah,
0: gotcha. Now one mm-hmm. one one gentleman touched noodle. He said, "How could how would cloud protect users from the following attacks if the information is open sourced out to the public?" And I, it sounds like he may be a little confused. Like you're 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 not open sourcing your solution. Like you're you're getting no. a patent on a lot of this. You can't really get a patent on something that's open sourced, yeah. right? That you're so explain I guess just to clarify there like the difference between what is open source and what is patented and, and protected and secret uh, you nailed it right on the head Jason is
1: essentially our secure our core security technology isn't open source as you know you, you wouldn't be able as a general user you wouldn't have access to our cool core rules or data sets or anything like that what we would actually do is what we're trying to decentralize is actually the attack patterns or the IP addresses. Uh, just for the user community, it's more like, hey, everybody, you know, these types of I- these IP uh, addresses that we've compiled are the you know top one hundred most malicious IP addresses that we've seen that are doing you know frequent activity around the world. We advise you to block you know or blacklist these IP addresses or these attack patterns or these fraud wallet addresses, just as more of a cross reference and a double check. Um, now, we're doing uh, the deployment of this information in two ways. Uh, first is on Clobrick Labs. Uh, this is also in beta mode right now. So you can actually go to labs.cloudbrick.com and actually see the vision that we're trying to roll out. So users, um, you know, just general end users that want to see, hey, what kind of uh, fraud wallet addresses, or, uh, you know, I had someone ask me to send funds to them. Can I double check and see if that address is actually listed on that? Uh, that database, they can actually go to Clobberg Labs and see stuff like that. Um, we're still in the midst of building the fraud wallet address, stuff like that. But um, right now we have a list of you know top IP addresses or just vulnerabilities and exploits that are going around on the Internet. And users can actually see this in real time with uh, free to use tools and interactive tools. Now, the more uh, the more interesting part is on the back end, we're not trying to pigeonhole any organization in terms of enterprise organizations, uh, governmental institutions. Uh, we recognize that a lot of enterprises actually already use cybersecurity, or they should. Uh, and they've already trained their staff to utilize this specific cybersecurity solution. Uh, they know how to use it well, and they're paying a lot of money for it. So we're not trying to pigeonhole these enterprises and say, hey, that cybersecurity solution you know completely sucks and you must use CloudBrick. What we're trying to do is actually um, help your pre-existing cybersecurity solution by creating this decentralized database and in providing a uh, custom API so that these enterprises can actually have the most up-to-date and real-time uh, information of you know these cyber attacks that are going around so that they can integrate into their existing solutions. Too. This
0: is actually cool. So I went to the labs.cloudbrick.com and I was just kind of fiddling around like I've yeah. used WordPress pretty much for 20 years. And Oh yeah. So, That's you know, like the is ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, well, A lot of script kiddies are out there and you know, they're So, and I and I just see like you have this critical report, uh cloud brick mm. detection, yes, on a WordPress plugin, iTheme Security version 7.003 0- mm. and it's basically saying it's it's subject to SQL injection. Um, And so, you know, basically, so you're saying that ultimately, um, you can go to the database, you can go to this and and look at the latest findings. um, But Mm -hmm. if you're actually using Cloud Brick, then a lot of this stuff is you're saying that's kind of that's protected passively just as a user. But if you're not using the system, you can still reference the latest findings and security things, security issues. That's really cool. Yeah, you nailed it right on the head. Uh, we haven't built out the entire
1: CloudBrick Labs uh- you know, kind of our vision yet, um, but as a beta mode, we wanted to kind of show the public, hey, you know, all that data that all those logs that we're compiling, you know, that users are contributing, we want to show you where it's going to ultimately go to. And um, you know, you don't even have to be a Collabor user; you could actually just go to collaborate Labs and actually just see this information in real time. Just if you're using WordPress and you want to, you know, uh, you know, see if there's any exploits or you know vulnerabilities, you can actually see what's going on and how to remediate these issues. Too. Too. Well, this is a big um, deal because this- I see you
0: even have Zoho, like Zoho mm-hmm. Manage Engine Applications Manager, another critical SQL. So people are basically yeah. hacking Zoho. I assume that, I mean, that's kind of scary. Joomla, I mean, Joomla was riddled with, I mean, Joomla was a oh, yeah. disaster. Facebook Clone <laughs> Script, I mean, there's so much stuff in here. Um, yeah. This is actually really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll stop reading. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what else is being hacked. So I'm, like, going through here. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be kind of fun just to, you know, go through here and see, like, what um, what's popping, man. Uh, WordPress yeah. plug-in WP with Spritz. Uh, Drupal. I didn't know people still use Drupal. All right, I'll leave that alone. So Black 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 Lpedia or Black IP? Black IP. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, our vision is right now we only have about three core tools on there. You know, for black blacklisted IPs, you know what country they're coming from, you know their country of origin, um, you know vulnerabilities and exploits. Uh, we have a really cool tool called Wafer on there that that I actually personally like. Is if you're already using a web application firewall, we can actually test hack like a simulated hack and test the effectiveness of the web application security uh, vendor you're using now. So that's actually a pretty cool tool. Um, But, you know, once we have this whole blockchain platform rolled out, we're going to be, of course, expanding on that Clopperg Labs idea. And there's going to be new tools that uh, are going to be geared towards, you know, what are the topmost spam URLs out there that are, you know, uh, injecting malware into people's browsers or uh, what are the top, you know, fraud, crypto wallet addresses that you should be, uh, you should be kind of privy of. And we're going to provide this in interactive tools and, you know, visually uh, appealing tools so that people can actually easily see and digest this information. And then, on, like I said, on the back end, we want to provide this all as custom API so the enterprise can integrate this information and block it in real time.
0: Oh, that's funny because I so I was talking about WordFrent, a WordFence, and you—they're basically you're competing with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks looks like you're competing with them directly, and your your statistics are significantly better. Um, <laughs> interesting, uh, man. Like this is this is cool stuff. Um, yeah, sure. I um so I get so. I, let me look at chat, because I've been too busy looking it up all these like. Uh, Hacked issues I'm going to see What, what uh, people in chat Have to say Man we're already 42 minutes in This has gone pretty fast Oh really? Wow Yeah That was a pretty Great talk so That's yeah. fine um, <laughs> Port blocking Is port blocking Going to be a function Or is it a function
1: Port blocking. So right now, as a web application security vendor, we are able to only uh, provide security for I think it's like ports four four three and or I'm not I forget the exact port numbers. Like as like I said, I'm not the most tech savvy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of port blocking, uh, I'm sure that's something our technical team could review. So if, if you know they want to reach out to me, anyone could uh, send us an email. Um, I guess if I if if I could provide an email address, you can send it at ico at clawbrick.com, And if anyone has any kind of inquiries or questions, uh please feel to send us an email um, or actually submit a ticket on clobber.com as well too. So there's various ways to reach out to us.
0: Hey, Joey, will you be on tour in the U S if so, when? Well, he's going to be at Chainwise in February. I can tell you that now. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> uh, know. It's, yet. Funny, it's funny. You mentioned, um, uh,
1: so a couple of our team members, including myself, we're actually going to the States next week. Um, What we're doing, um, we actually got invited to do a guest lecture and a guest speaking spot at two universities on the East Coast. So um, I'm going to be stopping by my alma mater um, at Penn State. So I'm just going to be talking to uh, some IT, uh, an IT class just about um, you know the blockchain industry and the ICO industry and just kind of my experience living abroad So we are doing some guest lectures and trying to get our face out there in the States, too And then hopefully when this all wraps up um, we, we would love to have people out out on foot and to Possibly open a small office in the States, too. That's our ultimate goal.
0: Yeah um, So Miggity Minor what's up, man? He, he goes the problem with all security is that it's typically defensive somebody has to go on the offense would be curious of his thoughts on that, uh, like the idea of having a one-stop shop. Basically, he wants to see the system, you know, if somebody tries to hack something, well, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put hack words in his mouth. Yeah, hack them back. <laughs> like, I want to see somebody's, like, keyboard burst into flames or, like, you know, <laughs> what what, what sort of, is there any kind of offensive measures that can be taken to people that are, are you know, is there, is there any, can we send some Terminators? I mean, like, what's up, Skynet? Like, what 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 are our options here? I want to see some of these hackers get, get you know, get a taste of their own medicine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wish that, too. I, I mean, I've been a victim of, you know, people emailing, uh, hacking into my email in the past and stuff like that. And I was always like, man, if they hack me again, I wish I could, like hack them back automatically or, you know, like launch some kind of tool that does so. But, uh, Send myself an
0: email bomb that just shuts their whole yeah, shit down. Right. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> you try to hack me, your computer's just going to blow up on the spot. But, right. yeah, we can't really do that at the moment, uh, just to be frank with you. Um, you know, cybersecurity is kind of a – it's like a cat and mouse game, as you know. Um, it's always – you know, the hackers are trying to get one step ahead of you and you're always trying to get one step ahead of them. Um, it's kind of a never-ending chase. Now, the the issue is, is – a lot of a, a lot of vendors do this with varying degrees of success. You know, some vendors aren't able to recognize some of these new hacks that are going out or that are very inaccurate. Um, what we pride ourselves in is the actual accuracy and performance of our security solutions. So we hope that everyone starts to use CloudBrick uh, and, you know, contributing this log information so that we can actually make our solution uh, one of the most accurate and highest performing on the market just across the board. So uh, we hope that everyone does kind of participate with CloudBrick as well.
0: Is there, is there any potential cooperation with, you know, different governments, law enforcement, like, Mm -hmm. like, is there, is there enough data on some of these hacks and some of this stuff being collected that, you know, should, let's say somebody on cloud brick gets hacked, they lose a bunch of crypto. Is there any, is there any kind of information that you're able to pull that might help law enforcement like Ian Bellina, how he was just hacked, um, you know, is there, is there any chance of something, you know, CloudBrick would be able to do in the future to kind of help facilitate the, you know, resolving issues like that?
1: So clobbering directly, it would be difficult for us. Um, we would only really recognize what goes on on the Layer 7, you know, kind of website traffic in terms of, you know, what user is trying to ping your web server and, you know, do malicious you know or suspicious activity on this website. Um, but what we could do is if we do detect an IP address, we could work with, you know, local IPs, ISPs, or Internet Service Providers to provide this information uh, so that in, if uh, that kind of case did arise where there's law enforcement being, um, you know, kind of pulled in, we can provide IP information and, you know, the source and the time logs, things of that sort, so that the ISPs themselves can kind of dig further into that information and see who that person actually is.
0: Well, basically, they'll just find a Tor 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 node somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, Yeah, well, I know when I I got hacked, I was doing some tracing, and I basically traced everything back to a Tor node, and um, Uh, we did some other uh, things uh, outside of that, but I won't say. Uh, they have to get the drones to link with Vision. LOL. Yeah. Uh, Boo! I really thought he was going to send Vision with the Mind Stone to destroy people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. Go offensive. Hit BTC. Scammy exchanges need to be shut down. Um, mm-hmm. So how much? How much? Is, so obviously, a lot of your primary focus is on web web based security. Uh, like websites itself how much is going into you know like um, you know I want a solution for my PCs I have my firewall but maybe I don't know I want two two fishnets instead of one for whatever reason um, like how how soon would we be able to see something that it's detecting malware on PCs and basically the same principle that you're using for your web your, your website security but you know for PCs and, and, I guess you said, endpoints.
1: So I, we're at very early stages of actually developing the mobile or the endpoint security uh, client. What We're actually gonna name that the secure web client. Um, and We're actually in the initial stages of actually developing that, kind of the UI workaround, um, some of the features that we wanna add on there. But in terms of the full implementation and getting some of the, uh, you know, the data sets kind of integrated with that so that we can actually go to market with this will be in early 2019. So uh, hopefully everyone kind of hold off uh, and kind of just uh, be patient with us. Um, And if so, we'd love to kind of roll this out as one, you know, all consolidated solution. You use the word
0: patience in crypto. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think anybody in crypto is patient, man. Um, But I hear you. I, I will patiently await because I, I, honestly, that's what I'm. I'm most looking forward to that uh, in, and yeah. in, in like seeing what what all you guys are able to come up with. That um, are there any other uh, man? It's it's like late for me, but it's not late for me. Like I'm still gonna be up till three a.m. but I'm yawning. Here it is, almost ten. So. Um, Are are there any other big points, anything else that maybe we haven't covered yet that you want the the, the people to know about you, or the project, or whatever?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the only thing I want to really stress is that we are an actual cybersecurity provider that's going to provide, of course, this decentralized cyber threat information, but also the actual security that goes along with it. We're going to actually block these attacks that we detect. And a lot of other vendors, I just you're not a ball cop
0: is basically what you're saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) a lot of these other vendors on this, especially in this crypto space, they don't actually do those two things simultaneously. And if they do, they don't do it nearly at the you know performance rate that we're doing it since we're so experienced in this uh, in this field. Um, And one thing I want to also kind of emphasize is that you know we're not just like any other project. We don't have just a you know, a soft cap where, you know, we had to reach this soft cap in order to proceed. We're an actual business that that has underlying assets and is generating revenue. So regardless of what happens with our, you know, what would have happened with our pre-sales and our crowd sales coming up, we're still going to proceed with this vision and this platform and this solution. And, um, you know, hopefully in the future when everyone kind of of sees the importance of cybersecurity with blockchain technology, this is when we feel very confidently that CloudBrig will uh, succeed very you know, massively.
0: So, public sales starts in three days and nine hours?
1: Yes. So, on uh, October 4th, um, you could actually participate in the public sales.
0: Okay. It, hopefully. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it, it looks to me, folks, like you're going to have to be quick. Now, I'm, I'm going to assume this isn't available to U.S. investors. Yes, unfortunately, um, uh, China
1: and U.S. will be restricted. Um, uh, but you know, if anyone wants to actually monitor our progress, you're, they're more than welcome to visit our site and kind of see how, we're, uh, how we're doing in terms of our progress.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've got my eyes like, what if there, what if there, uh, what about U.S. accredited investors? That uh, we are still talking
1: to uh, to some accredited investors in kind of more of the background in terms of um, in participating in our private funding round. Right. Uh, but that's something that if you would uh, if you have any interest, uh, we more than love uh, like to uh, speak with you directly. So if they want to uh, email our team, they're more than welcome to do so.
0: Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Well, there you have it, folks. This is Cloud Brick, uh, Mr. Ooh. Joey Song, COO, uh, all around good guy, fifteen year old no. genius. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no man, this has been fun, and, and I appreciate it. And you know, I will send you some information because you're you're the only blockchain like security kind of group, and I really do want you at my convention in February. And it's it's a long damn way to go oh, though, so. Yeah. You know, we'll, but I will tell you, everybody that speaks at this conference is going to get an hour of national television out of it. So, like, I'm, I'm basically putting all the lectures on Biz TV throughout the United States and my channel, of course. And uh, so there's a lot of exposure there. That's why I'm, like, I'm going to be hounding you guys to make sure you guys get an exhibit booth and everything. Yeah. Um, oh. So on that note, folks, it's almost 10 p.m. Eastern time. Check out cloudbrick.io, which is basically the I-O- ICO site. And then if you want to look at their current company and everything that these guys have been doing up to now, just go to cloudbrick.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: All right. And as well as the labs, clobber, labs.clobrick.com is also another site they can visit.
0: Yeah, like I know you can't see me, but I've actually been going to all these webs. So I've got you on the left, and then <laughs> I've got your website and everything. I've been basically flowing through uh, all the different web pages and things like that to the right, so everybody can kind of see what we're talking about as we go. Uh, okay. Hey, Crypto Crow, any news on Blockchain Terminal? I'm desperate for one of those. We'll get you some news on that coming up soon. Uh, but for now, I'm going to call it a night. Uh, Joey, thanks for joining me, and hopefully everybody has a good evening. Until next time, crow your coins, folks. I'll see you soon.